the OM system, and the brand new OM1 camera. This is the Wild Eye Podcast. Hey everybody, my name is Jerry, I'm from Wild Eye, and as you might know, for the last few years I've been shooting Olympus. My current gear, my two bodies, is the EM1 Mark II and the OM-E1X. I've loved the experience of lighter travel, computational photography, all of this, and things are only getting better. So in this episode, I sit down with Ian Tolley, who's the senior sales manager in the UK for OM Digital Solutions, and with Gareth Fisher from South Africa, who's his counterpart, and we discuss this new system, the new brand, the new camera, and then a whole bunch of really, really, really cool lenses that they had on my desk here earlier on, and just explain the change, what's coming up, why this thing is such a brand new addition into the photography world. I can't wait to get my hands on some of these things, but uh, give it a listen. Hope you enjoy. Ian, hey, welcome to South Africa. <laughs> Good to see you again, Jerry. Like it, man. So you've got a lot of very, very, very cool stuff on my desk here at the Wildlife Studio. What is the OM1? The OM1 is our new flagship product. Um, it is the first camera release from OM System. Yeah. Obviously, traditionally, the Olympus brand, which mm -hmm. transitioned uh, towards the end of October last year. Uh -huh. um, as you can see with this model, it's still dual branded. You've yeah. got OM System and, o and Olympus still on right. there. Um, and that's a heritage because this is sort of homage to the original OM-1, the film camera, okay. uh, which was launched 50 years ago. Yeah. Um, so we sort of taken the heritage of the Olympus system and developed it with OM Digital Solutions technology. Yeah. There's been a lot of interest in the Olympus brand from what I'm getting from clients and stuff over the last while. There's this big white lens, which we'll get to in a little bit, and then there's the OM-1. And I think part of the challenge for you guys and for clients and, and kind of consumers is availability because this thing comes in hot yeah it's got a lot going for it so I think yeah demand as we said from we announced it on the 15th of February the demand was unreal I think if we looked at our European allocation we had some big numbers in and after the first week they were pre-sold to end users um, so that was our allocation for March yeah um, already globally um, we've decided to increase production I think our plan for 2022 is to sort of increase by almost 25% to what we originally planned. Good Lord. And that's based on the feedback we've had from end users. Co compare that to something like the Mark III when it came out? What was the I'd say if you looked at it in the same time period, uh, so for the first four weeks or so, mm -hmm. we probably doubled the sales of the OM1 compared to Mark III. So, so for people who don't understand this, so up until February, the EM, EM13, Mark III was kind of it and you had the EM1X. Yep. So if someone has an EM1 Mark III, is it worth upgrading? Yeah, I think there's a huge abundance of features now with the OM1 mm. that makes it definitely worthwhile to look at upgrading. I've, I've had a look through, I've got on my computer here, I've got a bunch of stuff open, details on it and what. If you could say, so the market that will listen to this, probably a lot of landscape photographers, a lot of travel photographers, and then obviously wildlife. What for those genres does this bring to the table? I think there's a multiple features really. So. Initially the speed, so single autofocus now 120 frames a second. Okay, that's obscene. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's obscene. You need some big memory cards to, uh, to make the most of it. Gareth, how's um, Olympic? How's the memory cards coming along? <laughs> Absolutely, we've got, some, we've got some ready to go. That's um, crazy. But yeah, so obviously 120 frames single autofocus, 50 frames a second continuous autofocus. Um, we've utilized features from the EM1X, so the mm -hmm. bird detection, which I'm, obviously as you know the camera, yes. I'm sure you're well aware of, that's now 
been put into the OM1. Okay. Um, it's also been developed, so as well as birds, it's felines, canines, yeah. uh, planes, cars, automobiles, etc. So has, has, it got, has it got a function to choose those? Uh, yes, so you can just so do I, that for the menu function. I can say, okay, I'm photographing a car or an animal. or a... That's interesting, because I've, a lot of the other kind of brands, they've had this, and then people are like, oh, yours doesn't have it. Okay, first of all, it's user. The user has to know what they're doing. Yeah. But it's nice to see the big jump, because it, it's from what I can tell, I'm just going to touch it quickly. Okay. <laughs> um, it's a huge jump. And the one thing that I needed to ask you on that 120, where does Pro Capture sit in this? So if, is Pro Capture still a thing? Because yep. I'm just thinking to myself, if I'm photographing a bird, and I've got single focus, 120 frames, and I have Pro Capture. What? <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah. So Pro Capture's been enhanced again because of the speed of the camera now. Um, so the buffer, as you can imagine, with doing 120 frames a second, the buffer's been expanded. So again, within half a second, I think it's framing about 70 shots. Good Lord. Okay, so, so people who've listened to the podcast for a while will know, can you just explain to someone top level what is Pro Capture? Because then they'll understand how amazing this is. Pro Capture is effectively uh, a user-friendly function, uh, uh-huh. put it for me, a non-technical user. Um, you half push the shutter, and in the background, the camera's already taking the picture for you. So if you're tracking your bird or whatever object it might be, half push the shutter, the camera's taking photos for you. As soon as you touch it, it'll take a picture, but it also then frames, I think, up to 15 or 30 frames yeah. after, and multiple frames before. So it, hopefully, you should always get a shot. It's obscene. I mean, and for, let, let's say for the wildlife photographers, that's if you try and photograph a bird, and by the time you hit the button, you get a purple tail in the corner because they're gone already. <laughs> I, I had the most successful example, and I've used this in many presentations, was breaching humpback whales in, in British Columbia, where you literally have flat water, and you see the nose breaking the water as they breach. It's, it's almost like cheating. It, and I've had people say, oh, it's not fair. But it doesn't matter. When the, when the Nikon D3 came out, they had a huge ISO. That's not cheating. Yeah, so the functions there, use it. Hundred so. percent. I think ultimately the camera's there to get capture your moment. So mm. the easier it is for you to capture it, yeah. the more memorable it becomes. And again, I mean, I've said this many, many, many times. Nobody's going to look at a picture on a wall and say, "Shit, that must have been at ISO 2000 and taken with an OM1." Yeah, yeah. It's just the final product. Exactly. So from a rolling out point of view, availability from this worldwide. So I'm obviously majority of our people here is between South Africa and the States, but I've got people from around the world listening. Yeah, so... How long are they going to have to wait? The first stocks have started to come into South Africa. I think they'll be going straight out. Okay. Same across the whole of the globe, really. I think everything that's come in to us and been shipped out to yep. our customer base is automatically gone to end users. I'd say realistically, um, if you're placing a new order, I'd be looking sometime in May would be the okay. expectation. That's not bad. I mean, if you look at the top, all the top stuff coming out, it's not bad at all. Yeah, I think obviously we've had challenges with, like every brand, with semiconductors, with... COVID distribution lines, the whole thing. Distribution line, logistic costs. So, um, as I said, the demand from day one was unreal. So it's just it's a it's a nice problem to have, put it that way. So if someone wants to buy an Olympus camera for let's say just wildlife and travel, OM one or EM one X or get both. That's my answer. <laughs> <laughs> I, I always like that answer being a salesperson. Um, it depends what you want, really. I guess how enthusiastic you are or how much you're into the system. So. Obviously, there's still the advantage of the OM1, maybe mm. against the M1X, or disadvantage, the way you might look at it, is the portability. So without yeah. the grip, it does make a big difference. Sure. You can almost, well... Is that, a, is that an OM1 with a grip? Yeah, that the yeah. so this so is the M1 with a grip, yeah. Okay. But so you'll actually see this grip has actually changed a little bit. It's actually a little bit more... Chunkier. Yeah. So I think this, uh, in my opinion, yeah, I mean, in this, in my opinion, feels very, very similar to M1X. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think... 
again, from a travel point of view, if you're purely looking at it from a size and weight, mm. OM1, our new 40 to 150 yes. F4 fixed lens, yeah. uh, which is obviously the size. That's an amazing minuscule, isn't it, really? And I've got a 12 to 40, yeah. all in a compact bag of that size. So, And so, so you mentioned something earlier on, the dual branding. So there's OM1 and Olympus. Is this going to stay? Is it going to change into the future? No, this will be the last dual branded product. So moving forward, any future product will be OM system solely. Yeah. Um, the current Olympus lineup and Olympus lenses yeah. will, again, transition from, our, in, from being Olympus to OM system moving forward. Okay. So, so this OM system thing, I just did a bit of reading up here. So Olympus, I think they started in 1930 somewhere. I mean, a million years ago. They were started with photography, as far as I'm concerned. The, the early digital solutions, this OM company, what exactly? Because I still have people asking me what happened. So what happened with Olympus? Why are they? What's that story there? Yeah, I think um, Olympus was becoming more of a med tech company, mm -hmm. and that was where its sole focus was becoming. They didn't want to completely shut down the camera business mm -hmm. and found a home with a private equity company. Um, so you can look at it too. There's, there's really is from an end user point of view, there's no change whatsoever. 100%. The product is the same quality. The R and D yeah. team have stayed the same. The production's exactly the same. Okay. All the facilities in terms of service, customer service, etc., no change whatsoever. Um, from a sales marketing point of view, headcount has been reduced slightly. Sure. Um, and it's more of a global operation now. Um, I think what will be nice moving forward, and what you'll start to see is, OM1 was a perfect example of this actually. Um, there's one approach now. So we see the unique points of our system, not just yeah. the OM1 is outdoor adventures. You mentioned sort of wildlife sure. birding, macros, fantastic functionality with this camera. Um, and that's our sort of global aim to market. Yeah. Previously, we could have had a, a UK audience looking at wedding photography, uh, sure, sure. a French audience looking at sports. Yeah. There was not really much consistency with the Olympus brand previously, which yeah. I think we're trying to align okay. being an OM system. So, so is this the last, so if I buy this camera now, OM1, that's the last one that's gonna say Olympus like forever? Yes. So people should get this just because it's awesome. Limited edition. So from then on, am I going to look at just, because I know on Instagram, they're already talking about the OM1 system cameras. That's the official thing going forward. So the, yeah, the brand is OM system. OM1. Yeah. OM and system. then this is the, obviously the OM1 is the, okay. this particular model. Yeah. yeah. Probably not there yet, but are there any future plans for follow-ups and different like levels, like an in-consumer process? Yeah. As of, at the moment, Jerry, we the roadmap's uncertain in terms of what's coming and when, mm. um, but I don't think we'll be far away from what we've had traditionally with Olympus with a sort mm. of EM10 series, an EM5 series, yeah. and EM1 series. I can't see there being much variance moving sure. forward. And I mean, Gareth, maybe for you as well, the local markets of Africa, there's a lot of people shooting Olympus, and it's been great. I've actually gone on a safari on Saturday, and two of the three people are Olympus. I converted them in the Mara two years ago, so that's great. Um, <laughs> The one thing I don't think people always understand with this is how, how what's the word, how weather sealed and how weather proof it is. So for me, I mean, Gareth, you know, yeah. I was in the Arctic and I fell into the Arctic Ocean, into ice. It was around my neck, arms out, I was hanging there. This thing must have been underwater four or five seconds. Got pulled out, thank God for that. And it was just fine. There wasn't an issue. Yeah, the reliability is phenomenal. Um, how does that work though? Because in my mind, and most people listening, if you get rain on that thing, and people don't shoot in the rain, which is a huge mistake. Yeah. So, so how, why? How is this so good? So the camera's been fully weather sealed, and actually the OM1's been taken to the next level in terms of testing. Okay. Um, so IP53. Yeah, IP53. Yeah. Yeah. So, Just um, how they test this. Yeah. yeah, so it's measured on both weather sealing and also dust protection. Uh -huh. So the five and a three are the levels. Yeah. Um, 
but effectively the test of that, and that we've got a great video which we can hope to share with you guys, yeah. is literally the camera under a shower effectively for 30 minutes and that's how they test the weather seal. With the, with the with lens, lens as it is, yeah. So, so that would just sit like that and there'd be water coming in every direction. That makes people nauseous just to hear yeah. that. <laughs> well, it's similar to the first time I came across to South Africa 2014 and uh, a few of our ambassadors at the time. We came to an event, myself and my boss, and the guys had got one in an ice bucket, one in a soil bucket, and it, <laughs> it made us a little bit uneasy, but then the camera's... I'm uh, feeling a little bit uneasy <laughs> right now. Yeah, the camera's absolutely fine, so... Yeah. It's... Um, would that remind, and this is a question I've had on the trip as well, is, okay, fine, so the body's weather sealed. Can I put any Olympus layers on there and it maintains that sealing? Not any lens. So all of our pro lenses are weather yes. sealed. There's a few of our standard lenses uh, that are also weather sealed. Okay. Um, but say, for example, our 45 F1.8 prime lens wouldn't be a weather sealed. Gotcha. But okay. yeah, anything that's got pro written on it mm. is all weather sealed. It's yeah. part of the sort of DNA yeah. of the product. I mean, this is an audio platform, but I wish I could show you some images that I've taken in the rain with this thing, because on Safari, it starts raining, people are like, oh, and like peek it out the window, and then yeah. you just, yeah, whatever, man, just shoot. So it can get you shots that you wouldn't normally get. Yeah, exactly. And that, that, again, that's part of the reliability, part of the size and weight. And I think there was a story, was it yourself, Tommy, once, when you had the M1 Mark II and I think the 300mm, and yeah. the first thing you said to me was, I've used this camera more than any other camera in the past. because. I've got it in my hand all the time. Mm. And also, I mean, just for me, and this is for any guides listening, I had, and I'm trying to think, Mara 2019, just before COVID. I think it was the EM1 Mark II, and I had the 300 F4 on there. So for me, I guide people, I host them so they're in front shooting. And I've, in the past, just been happy to just sit back and just kind of experience it. But inside, you're dying because <laughs> I need to get the shot. So standing, I was hand-holding, effectively 600 mils, leaning over out to the side, and getting shots that work, which again is shots I wouldn't normally get. The the other one is being able to push this from a macro point of view on that macro sixty mil yeah. into little gaps you wouldn't able to get to. The, the the ability that this system has to give you shots you never would have had before is amazing. Yeah, and I think certainly on the macro point of view, a big feature of the whole OM series, but certainly the OM one, is our sort of computational photography. And I think that's talked about more in phones than it is in cameras. Mm -hmm. um, but things like the focus stacking for macro, where yeah. it will obviously build up a number of frames to get the perfect image. Mm -hmm. Light painting, I don't know if you obviously, with trips to Norway and oh, yeah. you oh, get yeah. some fantastic uh, opportunities Actually, to do Actually, the, the light painting, so we're going back in December, I'm going there, and then we do night star, night sky specifically. Yeah. So the northern lights and stuff. Just. I've been reading a little bit about this. The, it says 20 megapixel stacked sensor. What does that mean? So yeah, it's a new type of uh, BSI sensor. Um, so it's a quad processing sensor. Okay. Um, effectively, and this is very layman's term, whereas traditional sensors would have had the pixels, wires, and then the engine, yes. I think they flipped it upside down. So effectively you've got pixels, engine, wires at the bottom. And that oh. just allows the speed of things, hence why you can do sort of 120 oh. frames a second okay. um, to really make a change. Yeah. I see also, they've also pushed up the ISO range here up to 102,004. Yeah, so I think that sort of the native range now is anywhere between 225, 600, we'd be confident. Yeah. Um, comparing that to an EM1 Mark III, yeah. it was around a 6,000 mark, was pushing it to its limits. So. Yeah. Do you guys, I mean, from South Africa and UK point of view, do you still get photographers asking you, Yo, I want to get it, but I'm not sure about the low light? Yeah, and I think full frame is another question. It's not full frame, it's a different sensor. Is it as good as a full frame camera? And the easiest way to answer that is try it. 
Yeah. Because I think if you spend some time with it and look at your images, mm. the product, the quality of the product yeah. is unreal. I've been very bullish on my content, on videos, on, and I'm doing some takeovers on the Olympus of Africa feed. And I pack my bag, my safari bag. It's smaller than my laptop bag at this stage. And I've got everything from 14 mils to 600 and charges in one little bag. Mm. Now I see people, they're getting the biggest, this full frame, whatever, what, and they struggle to shoot it. Yeah. They struggle to hold the damn thing still. Yeah. And that to me, that's what I've been pushing heavily for people. It's made travel so easy. It's made my life so easy with travel, it's amazing. I think also just your hit rate with, with the system like this is, mm. uh, I think a hell of a lot more successful. I mean, you're more inclined to take this camera out, mm -hmm. to take a shot handheld and get away with a lot more than what you would sure. with a conventional telephoto lens of the same focal length. Yeah. Um, so I think in that in that sense, um, you know, I think you yourself said your whole photographic, Everything. you know, changed in terms mm -hmm. of, you know, what you can do with the 40 to 150, some macro shots, you know, yeah. things that you wouldn't normally do because mm equivalent to what you would have had in a full frame system sure. you wouldn't have even taken your camera out to take that shot no. so I, I like the, the first time i realized that was, was in canada we were doing a walk in the great bear rainforest now there you're looking for grizzlies and big things but then you would stop and because the focusing distance and the four thirds and that was the 4150 yeah i got full frame stuff of bees i'm like what the hell and i've never done that, that yeah i've never even tried that yeah. um the other thing was i had a very good point now of pushing the, the weight, the speed and everything. Oh, mentioning travel photography, people who want to have a camera to travel. So I went to a place in Johannesburg called Victoria Yard. It's like a, it's like a market thing on a Sunday. And I took the macro lens only with the um, EM1 Mark II, small one, so it's a very small thing. I've seen in the past, going out in public, and this is traveling around the world, anyway, you take a big camera and you shoot in public, it scares the shit out of people. People, yeah. people start They're to like, look, oh, look away. and Yeah, you can get away. People don't really pay attention. No, absolutely. And that's golden. Yeah. That's amazing. And again, the shots I've gotten because of that, especially in places like Africa, like in the villages, it's, it's unbelievable. It's There's value to that. It's natural photography, isn't it? I, think that's mm. I just think a lot of people overthink the full frame thing. And I would, I would go as far, and Gareth, you and I have spoken about this, to challenge any of those people. Take a picture here and then tell me which one was full frame. Because once you've processed, once you've cleaned it up, you get things like topaz, um, denoise and sharpen. It fixes it up, anything. And the scary thing is, people, you're only posting on Instagram. It's like it's big. <laughs> so I, I've, I've, I'm going to be very honest, Gareth. I think I might have mentioned to you, in the past, I had my moments and like, mm, what if this, what if that? I only had one instance ever since shooting the Olympus system, which was challenging, not impossible, it was Gibbons. Yeah. That, they're swinging up, and they never, they're arboreal, so they never come down. It's bright light flashing. That was challenging. It was the EM1 Mark II at the time. Very keen to give that a go again yeah. with new stuff because everything jumps. Oh, yeah, technology from model to model. Just, mm. it's, a, it's a new life, isn't it? I think. That, have you, Gareth, from a South African point of view, what was your interest in the OM1? Very, very good. Um, I mean, I think we probably, I mean, definitely from our, our side, um, I think over the last year there's been... Um, you know, a lot of uncertainty around uh, Olympus yeah. and, and um, you know, I think a lot of users out there, you know, waiting for a new model to come out. But, uh, I mean, the response has been overwhelming. I mean, mm. I think we probably have over 30, 35 cameras on back order. That's um, you know, the 150 to 400, we've had 
phenomenal interest. We also have, I think, about 10 or 15 of those on back Your order. Um, I think I'm hassling Ian almost daily to, to get stock in. <laughs> I can um, see a bit of tension. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's a nice, a nice problem to have. Yeah. So, um, I mean, yeah, I mean, it, it's really, we um, definitely have had a phenomenal response with the guys, mm. um, uh, you know, and, and what's great to see, it's not just your existing Olympus users, it's, it's um, a lot of users out there looking yeah. to switch. Um, a lot of guys are tired of carrying heavy gear around, um, you know, and I think Olympus with, um, with the new OM system and, mm. and some of the new lenses that they've brought out yeah. uh, ticks all the boxes. Um, so, I mean, from a, um, a wildlife perspective, which is obviously very, very sure. big in our country, um, you know, the system really, really does tick all the boxes mm. and um, there's some phenomenal features yeah. that are, are being exposed to, to the guys. Um, and yeah, I mean, I think overall the response has been really, really good. I'm wondering if the, the inclusion now of the OM on the camera and Olympus it being the last one, if it's like tickled the fancy of a couple of people who never thought about it, but now there's the OM systems. It sounds, Olympus to me sounds like rooted in photography. It's like always been there. Like my grandfather shot Olympus and whatever. The OM one almost brings a new tech to it. I don't know, just a, just a thought. I think it brings a bit of both. I think it brings yeah. certainly people back from the 70s that had an OM one mm. naturally into the system to look at it again. Um, and yeah, I think it's a, effectively it's a new brand as well at the same mm. time. So it can bring a new audience that perhaps never looked at Olympus. Yeah. So. I'm, I'm looking at the old OM one on the, on the computer here. It looks very different. <laughs> <laughs> but now, lenses. On the table here, there's a 40 to 150. Oh, sorry, one, one 150 to, four. to 400. Yeah, yeah. Now, looking at that, if I ask anybody in the office now, they'll probably say it's like a Canon because it's white. Yeah. What is the deal with this? Because it looks very impressive. Yeah, so this is our flagship lens. I think we announced it in November 2020, uh -huh. uh, obviously in the midst of COVID times. Uh, since day one, I don't think any retailers had one on the shelf. So everyone that comes in goes out. It's been unreal. It's a price point that we've never hit before in yeah. terms of either lens or body. So what would, what would that lens go for now? Uh, Ram? Yeah. Probably looking at about a 135,000 retail deal. Okay. So it's, it's a serious bit of kit, but it, it matches up with the specification again. So built into it, 1.25 converter. So that's effectively what, a 300 to 1,000 mil. Again, that's obscene. And that's insane. what really is obscene is to pick it up how light it is. Mm. That would be, I mean, I'm just thinking for people listening, that's probably the size of like a 7200 Canon 2.8, yep. yeah. that kind of vibe there, but I can reach a thousand mils. What's the aperture on it? Uh, so it's f4 to 5.6. So even at 800, you're shooting 5.6? Yeah. Okay, that's crazy. The demand again must be through the roof. Yeah, it's been brilliant. It really has been brilliant. And again, a new audience. So this has definitely attracted a lot of switches. Yeah. Because your equivalent 500 mil Canon or Nikons is... Uh, Huge, isn't it, really? Which fantastic bits of kit, but mm -hmm. they weigh a, weigh a pretty a bit. Time. I had a lady just before you guys come in in the office. She's joining me in Svalbard in a couple of weeks, and I, I think she's canon. I don't know what it was, but she was discussing whether she should take a six hundred. And I said, yes, you want to take a six hundred because polar bears can be pretty far away. Look at this. Yeah. I can hand hold it, single hand. And again, you can get it in your bag. Yeah. Not having a separate case or anything mm. like that. It's amazing. And the other lens, there's a 42-150, what's this, F4? Yeah, so these, um, in addition to announcing the OM-1, we launched a new 12-40 to F2.8, okay. and also the 40-150 to F4. So um, the 12-40 to original Olympus lens um, was bought out when we originally launched the EM-1. Um, so the new Mark II is just a, a regeneration of that lens. 
and the 40 to 150, the little F4, yeah. again, really goes to the compact travel message. It's really, really tiny. Nice. So um, competitively priced, fixed F4, pro lens, um, but as you said, the size of it, uh, it's like a standard. So, so on the lens here, it still says a little OM system now. Is that going to change through the board then? Yeah, Lenses so every... eventually you will see, what for example, a, a 40 to 150 where it's got Olympus on it. You'll see that transition in the future. Okay, so there the was Olympus on it because it was Mzukio. What was that? So that's the sub brand, Mzukio, and that will continue. So the sub brands will stay the same. Do right. they, where do they fit into the bigger picture? Sorry. Uh, Is it. Was part of Olympus, next to Olympus? Was part of Olympus. So MCK okay. was always sort of sub-brand for lenses. Yeah. And the lens technology, that's what it was called. Like with our compact cameras. Yes. The Tough camera, rather than the Olympus TG6. It was okay. always known as Tough. So mm -hmm. those sort of sub-brands, where Pen, OM, etc. Yeah. Will, will continue. Are the new lenses coming up people can look forward to? Um, at the moment, there's nothing planned in terms of... Um, in the roadmap in the short term, obviously yeah. we've just announced the two lenses with the 12 to 40 and the 40 to 150. Mm -hmm. um, Both F4? F2.8 on the 12 to 40. 2.8. Yeah, and F4 on the 40 to 150. Okay. Over the last 12 months, we've had the 825 fixed F4, which again, lovely wide angle compact lens, uh, another pro lens, and also a 20mm F1.4. Mm. So, interesting thing. So, from a, from a branding, so obviously we come from a travel nature wildlife point of view, and Olympus in the past, have they had, and I'm talking kind of globally, just loose talk, did they have a specific genre that they, not targeted, but they found people gravitated towards? I think it's always been stronger towards sort of wildlife and outdoor because mm. of its size and weight. But as I said, in the past, we probably didn't focus that as just one message. Sure. So there was multiple, yeah, mm. for portrait photographers, for wedding photographers, etc., etc. Yeah. We tried to maybe market to everyone mm -hmm. and not being let's say a brand that has the sc scope or size of a Canon or a Sony, sure. we probably didn't make enough impact in individual mm -hmm. markets. So part of the sort of yeah, the transition from Olympus to OM system was to really look at where is our core, right. where do we focus on, yeah. and let's do that as a global message. Mm -hmm. um, so really, obviously if a wedding photographer or a portrait photographer wants to buy our camera, fantastic, we'll never sure. say no. Um, but the likelihood is our marketing will be a lot more towards outdoor and wildlife and mm. macro and where we see really some core strengths. Yeah. So how would people, because I mean, I'm no, like I said, I've got two people with me this weekend shooting Olympus. I think Oz might have got, he's coming from Turkey, I think he might have got one of those. I said to him, he has to, so I hope so. <laughs> Oz, if you're listening. Um, there's a lot of good wildlife photography coming out of South Africa. How can people tag the brand, be involved in the brand, send images to the brand, in order for them to feel a part of the brand, if you know what I mean? Yes. Yeah, so like, how and what does that happen? Because, quite honestly, in South Africa, for those of you who don't, well, you should know, but listening to this, we can very easily, in a single sighting, my max is 21 big species in one sighting, like, scan around. So, we have the diversity and stuff's insane. How can we, like, or myself, how can we bring value from a wildlife photography point of view? Because, I mean, look, no, deers are cool. And squirrels, nice. You know what I mean. But, <laughs> but I mean, we. I mean, I'm going to give you polar bear shots in this. How can people listening that does this add value? Yeah, I think there's probably two ways to start with. Um, more of a sort of enthusiast level. Um, there's obviously our local channels in South Africa, mm -hmm. uh, which Gareth can explain all the details. Yeah. Uh, we also have the My Olympus section of our website, which is where you would register for your service warranties and things like and that. That's where's that UK. Um, well, My Olympus, if you Google that, it, anyway. it, anyone can register to that. So, ah, okay. um, and that also has sort of a global image gallery and things like that. So if you've got, obviously, you want to show off your work, 
you could utilize that as a platform. So if I, so if I give an OM1, I can register on there and then I can just upload my photos like a bulletin board type thing? Yeah, exactly. For so it, for it's, it's a mixture of things on MyOlympus. So one, yeah. it's for your service and warranty, so you're registered. Um, but yeah, it's a forum. It's got ambassador sort of tech talks and things like that. Mm -hmm. So um, those platforms are something we're probably going to globalize moving forward sure. um, and really push it. So there's still quite a bit of transition with these of areas course. where there was so much diversification between country to country. Yeah. Um, but I think you'll see moving forward a lot more of a globalized platform. So just I'm just going from what I see on Instagram here. So I think it what used to be Get Olympus. Was that the there was so a Olympus theme? is mainly the US. That was the one. US one. Yeah. Have they changed to OM Systems Camera? That's them. Yeah, so, so is this going to change the global way the Olympus plays together? Yeah, so or OM1, sorry. Oh yeah. yeah. And again if you look at things like YouTube, where there would have been multiple different country YouTubes, there'll be a global YouTube channel now. So you'll start to see everything on a more worldwide basis rather than like So, so that'll filter down to people like myself, my exactly, clients yeah. actually in the field. Yeah. They're gonna and look, I don't think it's ever been a bad thing that they didn't feel it, but they, they, they can now talk that they're part of a much bigger Yeah, I'd hope community. so. So we, we're trying to make it a bigger community um, by globalization in terms of the platforms rather than having mm. just these specific ones which we had in the past. Sure. It's amazing. Amazing. I can't wait to get this thing in the field and see what it can do. Do you, for example, cold weather, like I'm talking Svalbard in Iceland. Yeah. Right? There's no things. I've had... Big cameras freeze up on me, shutter freeze, and they don't want to focus, and this and that. I've had Olympus up in Svalbard, I think, three times, twice in Iceland. Never had an issue. Yeah, so again, with the weather ceiling and the durability of the camera, um, I think we recommend minus 10 degrees from a full That's right, I read that, yes. Yeah, um, I think from just being out and about in your camera bag, minus 20 degrees. Um, so it doesn't cover every scenario, but it covers quite a few, I think, in terms of... I also think, I mean, for the majority of people, let's be honest, any camera brand, the people who buy mostly are your weekend warriors. They just want a nice camera. They go to the Kruger National Park twice a year, and they want something cool. Price point just beats everything else. I think the bang for your buck, the value you get for what you pay, and those kind of things. I, I don't know if too many people will push these things to the extreme. Yeah. Exactly. Like dust and whatever. I think people still, even if they get this, they're still like, oh, it's dusty, I'm going to put it in the bag. Yeah, but that's where the good stuff happens. Yeah, exactly. I think people should push it. Yeah, they they've been designed and tried and tested at these conditions. So yeah. why not use it? Um, functionality wise, now so the battery in the OM1 is sort of twenty five percent better than it was in the EM5, uh, EM1 Mark III. Oh, right. So an improvement in the life. Um, all USB C charging now. Oh nice. And you can actually charge with a power pack. Yes. And use your camera at the same time, which you couldn't. In the oh right. And are the batteries interchangeable with the X? No, no, so it's, so a, it's new a new battery, battery. Yeah, BLX1, where the X and the 1 Mark III took the... Oh, gotcha. Okay. Slightly yeah. different, yeah. Slightly bigger, <coughs> eh? Slightly bigger, yeah. Yeah. Okay. The, I, the OM system sounds cool. I don't know, there's a ring, it's like, it's almost like something out of Marvel's Avengers. <laughs> Cue the OM system. It's just, a, it's just a nice sound to it. I must be honest, there's also been the cosmetic change, just looking at the, the camera itself. It seems more finessed. Yes. The actual look... I don't know, it feels smoother, yeah. it feels both more angular and smoother at the same time, but it looks really nice. I was going to say, if you put a 1 Mark III and an OM1 together, yeah. standing from afar, you probably wouldn't notice much. Sure. There's a slight more index on the grip now, mm -hmm. so again, from a comfort point of view, you've got that built in. It makes it a couple of grams heavier and a 
couple of mil wider. Um, but on the whole, the body is, is very similar. Yeah. Um, where there's been a big step up in terms of the body is also the viewfinder. So oh, yeah. it's gone from a 2.36 million pixel on the EM1X and the EM1 Mark III to a 5.76. So Sorry, from to what? 2.36 to 5.76. So Good lord. Well, and it's not like I've ever had an issue with it. But so you see now that yeah, the speed there. of it is and the crystal clear. What about video? So video has been improved as well. I think uh, it's fair to say the Olympus system probably was behind the times against its competitors against in video in the past. Um, the new model now is sort of 10-bit um, shooting capabilities um, with the sort of Atomos system that you've got set up there. Full sort of raw 4x4x4 yeah. uh, functionality. Um, and again, then you've got the features of the camera which excel in, in still modes, like the image stabilization, yeah. that for sort of running gun type shooting sure. or movie makes it brilliant as well. I, re I remember, and Gareth, this was the first, I think it was an EM1 Mark II. I just got it, it was the first time I ever shot it. And I was with a client in Mala Mala, and I was balancing my elbow on the side of the game viewer, videoing a leap in a tree. But I, was hold I wasn't, I was talking to the client and just holding it. And I remember I kind of slipped off with my elbow. And I'm like, ah, oh, shit, now it's... I couldn't see it. Like, when I played the video back, I couldn't see the bump. How does the... Just what people don't understand. How does the actual image stability work? Because as far, it's like a floating sensor Yeah, or so within the body, you can get up to seven stops image stabilization now Christ on the M1 okay. and the M1X. And as you say, yeah, it's like a gyroscope. So if you go down, left, right, every angle, it sort of compensates. And it's always on? Always on, yeah. You, don't have to turn you, can, it on. you can turn it off if you want to see the same battery or whatever. Uh, but yeah, the functionality is it comes on as standard. Um, and then with certain pro lenses, so things like the 300mm f4, yes. you've got the Sync IS. So that then got stabilization in the lens as well. So that would give you up to eight stops. So do that, they then work together, it's not yes. one takes over. No, so you can. Eight stops is insane. Yeah. That's a lot of light. Yeah, the stabilization is, is pretty phenomenal in these cameras. I think they've mm. always been and been mm. market leaders in that regard. Sure. And funny you mention, I think some of the other shots I've been able to get handheld is the slow shutter stuff. Yeah. Because I'm shooting like 120, 1 over 10, 1 over 8, whatever, and handhold yeah. shoot a couple and you would get it, where in the past, no shots. Yeah. That's huge. In yeah. some instances, it eliminates a tripod, you know, so yeah. you know, it even helps you mm. take additional gear with you. Oh, that helps. The one feature I haven't actually tried yet, and I read about it now, looking into the landscape side of it, is that, no, I did try it once. It's, help me what it's called, where I take and it develops like slow shutter... Like if I shoot like stars or something, oh, stars live, black live composite, live like composite. That. So, How does yeah. that work? What is that? Um, effectively, within the live composite mode, you take <laughs> the uh, um, push the shutter, and it'll do from sort of one to I think almost nine hundred ninety nine frames. It'll build up the picture. Sure. Um, so that yeah, if you like, if you want to do light painting or anything like that, you the camera you, you can see what you do. So it builds up on the screen. Yeah. Uh, everything else is obviously blacked out in the background, apart from where the light's coming in. So you actually build your picture up there and then, which, again, eradicates a lot of Photoshop or things like that after you finish your Because I, I do remember I was in the Kinabatangan River Lodge thing in Borneo, and we tried this. But I, it was, I literally had the thing for like a couple of months. And I didn't, at the time, research it enough, and then the picture developed. So I can then turn this on. I can compose my scene, turn it on, and when it's bright enough as such, I can stop it. Yeah, when you're happy with what you've produced, you just again push the shutter. Hmm. Camera puts everything together for you, so... That's golden because the, the, the challenge with those kind of shoots, and I've seen this in Iceland and with star shoots in Africa, is people shoot 14 shots, which is each 30 seconds at a time, then there's a 30 seconds processing time, and then yeah, of, none of them work. Of work yeah. So again, timing is just great. Yeah. That's unbelievable. What do you shoot now? 
Um, well, actually, because of the demand of the M1, I've not seen one really myself yet. So uh, <laughs> it's I'm kind of warped. Eh? Yeah, exactly. So yeah, priority is the customer first. So it goes 100%. still a M1 Mark III for myself. So yeah, and yourself, Gareth. Yeah, I mean, I as well. I mean, I have whatever's available. Yeah, yeah, whatever's available at the moment. I think also it's just been priority to get the, get the the customers satisfied at the moment. Um, mm. But yeah, I mean, every opportunity I get and I go to the bush, this is my go-to. Whatever you can grab. Hey? Yeah. The the OM does it come out with a new software system or is it just an upgrade of the previous the one? The workshop system has been updated. So um, again, functionality-wise, it's been improved quite a lot. Okay. Um, that's both on you still um, software and also for movie software okay and then those I've got on, on my phone I've got the one where you can Bluetooth or image share cross- app yeah stays the same so yeah again they've actually combined the image share app because it used to have an um, image share and there was like a GPS tracker separate yes. one so now it's just one app that's much so easier. again it's all on one one Olympus or OM system yeah. image share it's a funny thing I'm actually I'm seeing a guy tomorrow not a client he's just coming in to help and he also I don't know what he's shooting but people are getting more and more keen on where was this taken so GPS in here? Yeah, GPS and again with the app you've got the geotagging, so put it that's on That's golden. And especially the Lightroom map feature where you can just throw everything out there. Yeah. That's unbelievable. So let me do this. In the UK, where you're from, someone wants to order. How long should they plan ahead? You mentioned May. I was going to say, uh, it'd be the same sort of answer at the moment. So there's, Around there's a the lot of, yeah, I would suggest so, yeah. There's a lot of people with pre-orders, so there's a lot of people in the queue already. Mm-hmm. Um, and as soon as we get stock, we're, we're filtering it out, it's doing the allocations as fairly as possible based on the sort of the data we get given. Um, so I would say, yeah, from May onwards, we should start to see a better mm-hmm. supply of it. And yourself, Gareth, same, May. Yeah, I would well, say depends no. on what Ian says. Yeah, well, it just depends <laughs> how, much, uh, how much Ian's willing to spare for our market. But uh, no, I would probably say May. I mean, I think we get in a second batch of stock in April. Okay. Um, uh, hopefully nobody steals that uh, coming into the country but uh, it is a story <laughs> need some wine for that one <laughs> but um, yeah we probably will get some more stock um, uh, which will also just come in and go out mm. um, but yeah I mean I think any uh, local uh, camera retailer the guys can place their back orders and, and obviously we'll try and you know fulfill that as mm. quick as possible and oh, the EM3s and the X and stuff are they still on sale are they going to, whatever stock's there, they're just going to EM1X run it out. will continue through the year. EM1 Mark III pretty much depleted before the launch of, uh, oh, really? of the launch of the EM1. So unless there's anyone with stock, it's, it's not going to be seen. Okay. Such a strange change. They're so quick. It's almost, I don't know, it feels to me, because I mean, Gareth, you know, I'm speaking throughout, but like COVID happened and then we come out and there's this. Yeah. Know, and it just feels like, okay, this is cool. It's COVID's a, done now, that was a fuck up. But now we're here, this is cool. It's a nice it's feeling. It's been a busy couple of years since, uh, yeah, obviously 2020 when the initial sale was announced and mm. the uncertainty around the business to launching OM Digital Solutions on the 1st of January 2021. Yeah. The last 12 months has been a whirlwind. There's obviously been ups and downs, there's great. challenges from day one. But I think what's been paramount throughout is the quality of the product. So there, yeah. there's been, never been a change or the direction of the company is to bring out fulfilling products that sure, sure. keep evolving. Um, and I think, obviously, so far with the demand from the OM1, mm. touch wood, I think we've got it right. So. 100%. I must be honest, I mean, to kind of wrap up, for me, the biggest change to my photography personally, and obviously when I go out, I shoot with people and so on, so it's easy, but these things bring a fun element back. It's easy. The... And like when you put that macro lens on, it's like, what the hell just happened? It's insane. Mm. I mean, you've got lenses like this now, which are going to be able to give you huge reach. Yeah. There's a fun element to this. 
and I don't mean that in a bad way like it's a toy. It's There's a fun element again that is not too serious, but it's got the punch behind it. Yeah. And that, to me, has been golden. Uh, I think that, that covers it perfectly, really, Jerry, in terms of you've got the quality that will rival any of our competition, mm. um, and you can push the product to the limit, but the aim is for you to actually have a camera and use it all the time. It comes down. Capture the moments that you wouldn't necessarily if you had a huge system yeah. uh, that you're not going to take out with you on every shoot. No. My, my thing always on Safari is for people, they come and they want to do wildlife photography. It's not about the wildlife photography, it's about the experience of wildlife photography. Yeah, absolutely. And this for me has been a game changer. It's been absolutely amazing. Yeah, and then you have the picture at the end of it to tell your story of how you got it. So. 100%. And I can drop it to my phone and put it on Instagram immediately. Yeah. It's cool. <laughs> guys, thank you so much for your time. What I'll do is I will link up any websites and stuff that you guys want for me in there. If people have questions, where can they go? Obviously, they come to me, I can bounce it, but can they get hold of you guys directly? Is there a forum? Do they go to the My Olympus thing? Yeah, so there's multiple forums. So um, obviously, the South African Facebook. Yeah, yeah so South African Fa Olympus page. Okay. Um, they're more than welcome to direct messages there. More than welcome to contact me directly. I'll send you my email address. Perfect. Um, yeah, I mean, I think we've we have quite a direct contact with our end users in mm. terms of Olympus. So yeah, I'm more than happy to, to answer Brilliant. any questions. Or what would be worth noting, we've got um, one of our technical specialists, Dave Smith, actually gonna do um, Facebook Live on Saturday for South Africa. What would that be, like second? Second of April? Second of April. Second of April. Second yeah. of April, which will be mainly focused around tech of the OM1. So any questions? Where would they find this? Is it a Facebook thing? So it'll be Facebook Live on Saturday. Okay. Um, I'm sure, obviously, if they want to post any questions now, um, for David, that'd be fantastic. Mm. So today is the, well, I don't know what today is. Today is the 30th? 30th, 30th yeah. um, this will come out on the 30th, so people have time to still go and check it out. Yeah, yeah. yeah so that'll be the 2nd of April. 2nd of April on the Olympus page. Okay, brilliant. Guys, thank you so much for your time. Um, very exciting stuff, really, really cool. And yo, guys, if you can, go and check it out. Trust me, it's worth it. Thank you so much. Thanks, Pleasure. Jerry. Appreciate Thanks, your Jerry. time. Thank you. Okay, so there you go. Uh, like I said, I can't wait to get my hands on this. I'm going to Medikwe this weekend, then I've got Svalbard and Iceland and a whole bunch of other trips coming up. The gear is amazing. I played with some of it in the studio here. It is worth it. It is definitely worth checking out. So if you have any questions, please let me know and I can put you guys in touch with either Gareth or with Ian. And you can also hit them up on all the channels that they mentioned in the episode there. As always, guys, thank you for listening. Happy shooting and I'll chat to you in the next episode. My name is Jerry. I'm from Wild Eye. Have a good one.